Hey, everybody, we've got an amazing show for you today. That's right. Canna, David Friedberg's beverage replicator company, has officially launched. As of today, the first versions are available for pre-order. Okay, and Molly got an exclusive look. She got a tour of the facility, and uh, we're going to show you for the first time the product, and Molly is the first person to actually use and taste the product uh, in the world from outside of their company. Yeah, I love a field trip. It was just a delight. I also then was lucky enough to talk to Canna's CEO, Matt Mahar, about launching the product, about the future of the business, and the possibilities of what their platform offers. It's going to be an awesome show. Stick with us. This Week in Startups is brought to you by Bubble empowers people to design and launch their own apps, marketplaces, or tools without needing coding skills or pricey engineers. The first 500 listeners will get one month free on any of Bubble's paid plans for $29 a month up to $529 a month at bubble.io slash twist. Masterworks is the first company allowing investors exposure into the blue chip artwork asset class. Twist listeners can skip the 30,000 person waitlist by going to masterworks.io and using promo code twist. And Superside. Ambitious companies need the right design partner in their tech stack. One that doesn't sacrifice quality for speed. Get $3,000 or more in credits when you sign up for an annual subscription at superside.com slash twist. All right, Molly, you did your big uh, site visit to Kana, uh, David Freeberg's company, where they're making a replicator, if people don't remember. Uh, Freeberg joined us to talk about this new company, Kana, uh, C-A-N-A, mm-hmm. uh, on episode 1365. I did that interview with my bestie, and then Molly got to go visit and meet the new CEO, uh, or the CEO, and we got a lot of information, including the price of the replicator, and we've got some video here, too. So maybe we could, for those of you who are watching uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you do This Week in Startups video, you search for that, you'll find the video feed, or you can go to youtube.com slash This Week In. We're going to play the video, and Molly, you can maybe could talk over uh, what we're seeing here and how um, what you thought of the product and how much it costs. Yeah, definitely. So for those of you who uh, maybe have not memorized every episode, I don't know why you haven't, but <laughs> in case you haven't, the deal with Canna that we keep calling a beverage replicator is that it is in fact that it is a 3d uh, it's a they call it a molecular beverage printer so what they've Mm. done is reverse engineer the molecular makeup of beverages and they want to replace your entire beverage aisle with this one machine that can print on demand basically with a series with a series of teeny little amounts of these chemicals mixed together a whole day's worth of drinks. So what you just saw is the machine producing a blueberry citrus hydration water. Hmm. And you can customize the amount of sugar in the beverage. You can say that you want it carbonated or not carbonated. And then because it's so customizable, not only will this thing eventually be able to produce like Coke, right? Or red Hmm. wine. It also is totally tweakable. So you can Hmm. say, oh, I also want some wellness vitamins in Ah. here. I want to make a custom vitamin water. So this was kind of like a little, you know, vitamin water. Yeah, it looks like vitamin water or like uh, any other sports drink. Uh, But you're saying you could actually set the grams of sugar in it, the sweetness of it? Yeah. You can say that you want Ah. more. They say that the the presets are all better for you, right? The presets Mm. are all pretty low sugar. I suggested... Mm. Like, I'm like, you guys got to integrate with a MyFitnessPal or a ah, fitness app yes. so that you could track your sugar throughout sure. the day and that it would mm. maybe suggest you could add caffeine to it if Love you wanted it. to. I mean, it right. is pretty remarkable. And so then so if it was the, the morning and you were about to do a workout, you might want a little sugar and you might want a little caffeine. But if you're working out at night and you've already had something sugary and you're trying to burn off the sugar and you've got enough sugar in your system, you could say, hey, I just want this without the sugar or maybe yep. even fake sugar does it have fake sugars did, you, did they know I think that you can have fake sugar yeah yeah wow that's fake crazy sugar too. or real sugar and then as much as you want so they sort of took me through we're a little out of order but they sort of took me through a day and what was so impressive about it is you know so we started with cold brew coffee okay. right now the machine can't do any hot beverages so right it's all about the cold brew um and so you can see on the screen we're doing cold brew coffee i could mm. add a little sugar to that you could see uh, Matt, CEO Matt Mahar, selecting the amount of caffeine mm. in the coffee. So you could say, I want, you know, a strong one or not a strong one. And Love then it. 
coffee comes out. You see my excellent cinematography here. Beautiful, actually. Yeah, it looks dark and rich. Yeah. But totally. you, if I remember correctly, like me, are a bit of a coffee snob. I am. I thought the so, coffee was fine. Okay, but so it was okay. If I had added ice cubes and a little milk a little or a little cream half. like I like mm -hmm. it, I think it would have been lovely. So little the coffee was like perfectly good. A little half and half is what it needed. Yeah. And then we went from the coffee to that blueberry drink that you the, saw, the really yeah, purple the sports one. sports beverage. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Okay, but... and. If you're watching the video closely, you could see that there's literally still a drop of coffee. I was like, how is this not going to taste like coffee? What about huh. the cross-contamination? Nope. They've no. solved for that. Hmm. And you can really see that they've solved for that when they go from that bright purple drink there. I mean, they were very smart about the appearance. They mm. go from the bright purple drink to yep. grapefruit sparkling water. Okay. And Which this is looks the one. like pinkish. No, it's clear. Oh, it's clear. And it oh, should okay. look pinkish because they just poured this pink drink. Got it. But it didn't. And then huh. this is the one where they customized it, added a multivitamin blend. I could have put some tequila in there, some booze in there if I had wanted, huh. you know, but instead I got this like beautiful, clear, sparkling water beverage. Hmm. Lovely. Probably my favorite of them. Got it. So it's really easy to do a flavored beverage like La Croix or whatever totally. you're into. Yep. So that was great. The coffee was acceptable. Coffee was acceptable. Vitamin and drink was yummy. And the sports beverage was good? Yeah, totally. I don't usually drink those, so it was sort yeah. of like weird to have this sweet. But mm. what was actually really noticeable about it is that it was sweet and almost like sticky, like it had mouthfeel. Mm. It wasn't just like ah. colored water. Got it. And then I went to fizzy water. And then because it was the end of our day in our theoretical demo here, mm -hmm. a mimosa. Ah, mimosa, which is orange juice and champagne, orange which means carbonated orange flavor and then a little bit of... Alcohol, Sparkling I guess, wine. in it. Yeah. And uh, if I were to give you this mimosa at Sunday brunch, you know, not with like some signature fresh orange juice or signature champagne, but just, you know, your average mimosa at a brunch joint for, you yeah. know, whatever it is, six, seven, eight bucks. Would you be able to tell the difference? Honestly, would you I know would, it was made by the machine? I would know that it wasn't orange juice. It was closer to like a tang and champagne ah very interesting because yeah. right now and you can see how bright orange it is i mean yes. it's also a completely different color but it definitely tasted like sparkling wine and orange juice hmm. the reason that it has more of a tang kind of look or hmm. orange dr flavored drink is because they can't yet do the suspended solids of oh, pulp you're talking pulp. about pulp so because or something it's even approaching pulp right you know how even pulpless orange juice is thick Right. It has like a, that. what do they call it? Viscosity to it? Like viscosity. It's got a little viscosity to it in the mouthfeel. So the flavor profile was like a mimosa, if I'm reading it correct, but 100%. the mouthfeel was different. Exactly. It tasted so that's just like mimosa. Okay, great. And so as they're you can nailing see, you flavor. Can customize the alcohol, less, normal, mm. more, or more it maxes out at 12%. And yes, it does have parental controls. Okay, very which nice. Is so, key. yeah. Yep. You I can, mean, so you can put a pin code on it or something. But no app yet, or is there an app? Uh, I did not try the app. No, I believe Got the app it. will okay. be it's probably still available working on release. It. Yeah. Got it. Let me tell you about one of the original innovators in the no-code space. You know them, Bubble. Bubble empowers anyone to design and launch their own apps. You can make a marketplace, you can build tools, and you can do this all without coding skills or pricey engineers. Mary Fox, a launch portfolio founder, somebody I've invested in, discovered Bubble and then quit her six-figure job to build a professional coaching startup called Marlowe. Bubble offers a digital editor and cloud-hosted platform starting at just $29 a month, where users can build almost any complex web app, from SaaS tools to social networks, and you're going to spend less time building out your MVP because your MVP is going to be built in Bubble, and that's going to become your production product as well. Bubble utilizes drag-and-drop elements in their visual editor, so it's so easy to use, and you can go from idea to launchable product in days or weeks, not months or years. So they handle all the boring stuff that you don't want to do or hire somebody for like deploying and hosting. And you'll just get focused on what's important, the product, your customers and your team. Bubble has over 1 million users and enables over a billion dollars in business volume for a reason. They do a great job. Bubble is offering one month free on any of their paid plans ranging from $29 a month to $529 a month. But act fast, 
because they're only offering this deal to the first 500 redemptions. Head to bubble.io slash twist and snag one of those 500 coupons. And the when we talked to um, David Freeberg, my bestie, the Sultan of Science, uh, he had put, I think he said $30 million into this company or something crazy. Um, and I just thought, well, this is like a, a you know, a really fancy device. I, I thought the price would be $1,500, $2,000 or something really high end because this is like, kind of mind blowing to have so is it are they going with the tesla roadster pricing are they going with the model s pricing or the model three pricing where would you put this pricing okay how much it blew my mind okay they're go there's going to be the first ten thousand versions are at a steep discount okay i want i kind of want you to guess because they asked me they were like what would you be willing to pay for this or what do you think i would pay 1500 but you know i'm a knucklehead like a high-end gadget consumer right i could see them I could see them blowing through 10,000 very quickly at, you know, 1,000, 1,100, 1,200, no problem, like the 995 kind of thing. Because, you know, one, I put this in the one-touch coffee machine category. We're investors in a company called Terra Cafe, which makes, I think, the best one, which is about eight or $900. So if you're into beverages and you're into convenience and you're into saving the planet, you would pay... A thousand to fifteen hundred dollars from this. If you were an early adopter, fairly easy. I think the early majority, if we're talking about the bell curve of adoption of technology, early majority would pay a thousand to twelve hundred, and I think the the laggards or the mass audience would pay five hundred to eight hundred. Those would be yep. my sort of zones of how I would price it. I would price it at no less than twelve hundred right now. Uh, you would be wrong. I okay. feel like I'm their marketing department right now, which wrong. is a little bit of, of a weird. Yes. <laughs> experience for me uh the pre-orders for the first ten thousand versions which are like the you know the creator version mm. are the cheapest at five hundred dollars no and then no, the no, no, production no, no. model after uh-huh. those first ten thousand will be eight hundred bucks so wait they're giving a discount to the first ten thousand yeah. not a premium pricing that's yep. that's dumb wait a second why are they I doing that questions it costs 99 dollars to reserve it the goal i i mean they're i they're thinking as okay. they explained it to me. And I also am like, mm, I have a couple little suggestions as okay. future board members for them. <laughs> but the the thinking is that they, it's a see it to believe it kind of thing. Like everybody's familiar with the idea of a curry mm. coffee maker and a little pod that goes in there. But they're only it's, doing 10,000. It's so. hard to grok. Yeah, but what they mm. want is for those 10,000 to go to creators and influencers so that this thing okay. is like on TikTok, right? So, so that they're going to the lose money on the first 10,000 maybe or break even or something. Happily. I don't know. It seems like, yeah, happily. I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't like the strategy. I think this is, if they're $500 and I need to buy one for everybody at Inside and Launch because so I just need them to reserve like 40 of these for me. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be my Christmas present. <laughs> Honestly, like I send people bonuses. I send people ice cream. I send people gold belly. I send the member mugs. Like, for me, this is the ultimate gifting. I would love to gift this to my team members, you know? 500 yeah. bucks is a no-brainer. And then I think that everybody would be super happy with this because this is, I mean, it literally turns water into wine. They wouldn't yeah, let little. me try the wine, by the way, because they don't feel that it's ready because they've mm. only accomplished a 92 Got out of 100 on the wine spectator scale. Got it. So they're And being, they really want it to be like 94. Yeah, and I, 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 that I can appreciate. I appreciate them saying let's do the things we can do really well and let's keep grinding on things we we don't do well any indication of what the cartridges will cost and then because we i talked about the cartridges and i was like well what if i don't drink alcohol and got an alcohol cartridge then i'm throwing it away with all the alcohol in it is that like right really wasteful and he said well there's gonna be some sort of recycling program and because they're doing the chemicals it's not that big of a deal, but I could see if you're into citruses and I'm into coffee and you're not into coffee and then a third person's into wine, are we just like only using 25% of the cartridge and then throwing away 75% of the compounds? I, I never got clarity on that, but there's going to be some sort of recycling that happens. There will How be recycling. Many? I was wondering about that too, because I'm the kind yeah. of person that like, I get kind of stressed if I get through the conditioner before the shampoo, like yeah. I would want to. <laughs> yeah, no, it is um, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, so the cartridges, this could get to be a little bit of a pain in the butt. The mm. cartridges last a month. What they do okay. is they just automatically re-up every month. They send you a Got new it. one. And you send the old ones back. And you send the old one back and it learns your preferences and or I assume that you can set them in the app because they were like, listen, if you wanted a cartridge that was just like one big mm. pomplamoose mm. or, you know, only alcohol or yeah. no alcohol, you could do that. 
Do you have something to confess, Molly? <laughs> uh, just theoretically, is there like, one that's just wine? Why am I asking so many questions about wine? I don't know. It's I so just weird. Wanna, I was wondering if there's a mommy juice version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I really want to make a custom alcohol drink and just label it mommy juice. Yeah. Mommy, mommy forget juice. <laughs> everyone's, uh, everyone's already thought of that, I'm sure. But. Yes. So, okay, and that is their thing. So, that, so that's good. They're going to start learning your preferences. It'll and learn your preferences yeah. and it'll recycle whatever you don't use. And the um, you pay per drink that you pull. Okay. How much is a... See, this is where I'm... Now the price is starting to mm-hmm. make sense. If it was really discounted, is it like... It's not $2 for a cold brew, no. is it? In fact, they said it, it's... They think that their goal is to come into a third to half of what a beverage would cost. So if you buy... A beverage cost in the store or a restaurant or a coffee in the store. shop. Okay. In the store. I mean, he literally was like, a pulled cocktail would be like a dollar. Okay. And, and he goes, then, versus, you know, a, an $8 canned cocktail in the store. I'm like, you mean $18 at that annoying bar where it takes forever. Yes. So or 29 for cents, the bar. Yeah, like okay. 29 cents for sparkling water. I can live with, I can live with 25, 50 cents. Yeah. Because a can yeah. costs a buck now, I think, right? Or 75 cents or something. Mm-hmm. So I go with that. And then, and then you don't have a can. You like and you never buy. And you have the convenience. See, that's yeah. the thing is like when, and I got three kids and all my daughters are like addicted to sparkling water right now because we don't let them have soda. And so, you know, it's like twice a day I'm cleaning up grapefruit and cherry and this flavor and that flavor all over the house. I got LaCroix everywhere. I'm like, it's this a freaking, is like, it's a, they don't ever finish the freaking They never finish can. it. Then I'm like, hey, I want to split this three ways. So you can have a second can. And then the girls are like, but I want to have grapefruit and I want to have orange and I want to have cherry. Just, oh my God. I'm like turning into my dad. Then they leave the door <laughs> open with the air conditioner on. <laughs> and I'm like, this energy's not for free. And they're like, kind of. They don't have dad. any grit and they don't know how to be tough and they could <sighs> never walk uphill both God. ways in the snow to school. God almighty. Um, yeah. All right. I like it. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, look, everything gets more real when you see it in person mm. for good or for ill. And there were parts of this that were freaking amazing. The end yeah. of single use plastic bottles or the idea Praise that every Jesus. beverage in your day comes from one box yes. is incredible. Well, think about all the space you're going to save. Think about like if you can take three or four cases out of delivery to your house every month, uh, yep. or in our case, a case per person, you know, people drink one or two of these a day, you know, You'll cases 24. Money. You actually yeah. will save money. I'm not even in it for the saving money. I'm in it for the like, just not killing the environment and the inconvenience of all this. Yeah. Was the sparkling water good? Because you know, this is the other thing I had one of those, um, I forgot the name of it, the one where you press on the top to make your own sparkling water. Soda stream. I hate soda stream. I never, I don't, maybe I'm doing something wrong, but it's never got enough bubbles in it. It's never crispy enough for me. Yep. I, so, I I'm right like, in the I'm, garbage. I throw I'm it right in the garbage. to tell you what my DIY boyfriend has rigged at my house, which is a can of carbon dioxide or like a, like a metal container like brewers Whoa. use that he gets filled at a welding shop with five okay. pounds of CO2 and then a hose with like a brewer so I can adjust the bubbles if I want to. But oh I go back Lord. to this like industrial thing what? with like a water bottle and like put the hose on and can I activate the CO2 and shake it up. It's I mean, I don't oops. mean to be creepy. Can I date your boyfriend? I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want my own you want soda to stream he will set built into the counter. You. I mean, you'd be delighted. Oh, he, built, is... he put it like kegerator style in his fridge so that he always has that. a five gallon thing of fizzy water on demand. How, how long do you have to how, how long before you have to change out that canister of CO2? He said uh, that this one, the five pounder should last me six to eight months. What? The soda stream is like three days and we're throwing these things and trying to return them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I bet he would do a house call. That's hilarious. Because um, I, I just think he's thrilled th- about this. But this thing's going to solve the problem too. So that means it has a Massive. CO2 cartridge somewhere inside of it. And you it has have a to CO2 s- cartridge. It has an ethanol cartridge. It has a water, you know, mm. reservoir, much like a Nespresso or an Nespresso yeah, sure. maker. And you just fill that. Um, and mm. then the top part is kind of where the little cartridge holder goes right. with all the little do 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 do, and you Love can hear it. it go like as it just like takes out teeny 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 little amounts of these. Chemicals. Love it. All right, so let's get to it. Pretty Congratulations cool. on the interview, and uh, no, no, thank you. Oh right, yes. Uh, you, oh, I'm really excited to listen to the interview along with the rest of the audience. So let's get to it. According to Massworks, only 56% of Americans invest their money and an even smaller percentage are properly diversified. Well, one way to diversify is with blue chip art. But here's the thing. 
In the past, blue chip art was reserved only for the ultra wealthy because these paintings are so expensive. And according to Masterworks, many savvy investors think fund managers are already using blue chip art to diversify their holdings. But now any investor can get access to multi-million dollar paintings with Masterworks. Here's how it works. Masterworks securitizes multi-million dollar paintings by artists like Banksy, Basquiat, and Monet, or my friend Jonas Wood. Then they offer shares of the painting to investors on their platform, so you don't need to be super rich to get exposure to blue chip art. Think about this. I'm not going to buy a million dollar or a $10 million painting, but I might want to own a piece of one of those legendary artists to diversify my portfolio. And in fact, I have. Masterworks is so easy to use. It's such a clever idea. And my lord, people are uh, just thrilled with the artwork they have on their site. It is legendary, the artists they have. And Masterworks is letting my listeners, so This Week in Startups listeners, skip the waitlist and get priority access to their newest offerings. Just go to masterworks.io slash twist to just cut the line VIP style, J-Cal style. That's masterworks.io slash twist. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Matt Mahar, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, I'm, well, I'm happy to be here, Molly. Thanks for having me. And I'm so excited. Thank you for the tour. Everything we're going to talk about, I have experienced for myself, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, you're, you're the only person in the world who has seen what you've seen. Um, so it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I'm happy to, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about it. It's, it's fantastic. And I know you had quite, it was quite the adventure. It's a lot, of, a lot to take in, so... It was. It was a big adventure. And I'm glad we actually get to then follow it up with proper details. First of all, though, I should say I'm talking about a thing that the audience has no idea what I'm talking about. Matt is the CEO of Canna, which regular listeners to This Week in Startups will remember as being the big thing that was announced when Jason talked to David Friedberg of the production board, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, But our shorthand for it internally has been the replicator for beverages. Tell us about Canna. Yeah. So um, I think it's always good to start with the problem, right? And so at Canna, our goal is to reduce the environmental impact of, of beverage, you know, creation and manufacturing waste. And so to put it in perspective, you know, the average American household uh, uses about 2,500 um, bottles and cans and, and plastic containers um, every year, just drinking the beverages that they drink in their home. And so when we started thinking about this, we were like, how can we stop that? Like, how can we really stand uh, as a company and try to reduce that? As we know, there's a, you know, a global trash crisis, especially with, you know, plastic being really hard to recycle uh, right now. You know, it's, we can't ship it overseas anymore. It's starting to just pile up, uh, unfortunately, piling up, piling up in our environment, right? And in, in, in our water. So we we're, that's where kind of where we got our, our thinking, you know, that's where we originally started. It was like, how can we, how can we stop that? And that's what we stand for at our core really is like, how can we, how can we change the way that we currently manufacture and distribute our beverages for the better of the planet? So how do you get from there to, we should reverse engineer the molecular structure of beverages and then just print them on demand? How many years does that take? Yeah, let's build that bridge a little bit. So uh, it takes, yeah, it's just about over three years, but I think there's a couple key insights to know is essentially any beverage, and I brought a can just as a prop, but any beverage that you're drinking, only about 1% of it uh, is the actual ingredients that you need to give it its unique uh, taste and its unique uh, aroma. And so all the trash I was just referencing, we essentially have these bottles and cans being shipped around with only where 1% of that actual bottle or can matter. The other 99% is just water. And so What's crazy is you have all this water being shipped around from point A to point B. And so where we started with was that 1%. We said, how can we figure out a way to just ship the 1% to people? And then actually the other question we asked ourselves was, what is that 1%? And is there a way to recreate that 1% and get that to someone's home? And so, yeah, taking about three and a half years and what we've done essentially is we've created a universal uh, beverage ingredient set that from that ingredient set, we can recreate infinite different types of beverages. So it's, it's pretty, it's, it's a long road. There's a lot of, a lot of steps in there. Um, and the big breakthrough came when our um, chief science officer, his name's Lance Kaiser, he was in one of the original founders, um, 
with Dave Friedberg. Uh, Lance comes from chemistry and biology background, and his experience has been in using modern instrumentation. So we call it GCMS or an LCMS, so liquid chromatography mass spec, and using those to figure out what all the different ingredients are in a beverage that represent that 1%. And essentially, he built a system, an automated system that allows us to understand that what all the ingredients are across all different beverages. And then he, from that, we have this massive catalog of beverages of ingredients, I should say, that then allow us to recreate those beverages. I mean, it's sort of Star Trek on both ends, right? Because you scan it with the LCMS that you just mentioned Mm -hmm. and sort of figure out what the ingredients are at the molecular level. And then you create the replicator out of that. You've got like the, what is it called? The tricorder? First you scan it, yeah. And then you, <laughs> yeah, then you yeah. create what is what is effectively a molecular printer. And I want you to like break that down for people a little bit because it's easy to think, even when you see this thing happen, it's easy to think like, oh, you just have a little Coke syrup in there, and then you just dispense that syrup that's already mixed and add water. Right. Yeah. So and that's not it. No. No. It's it's actually yeah. It's much more complicated. Um, all those ingredients that I'm talking about, so that 1%. So there's about 80 ingredients we've figured out, um, around 80 ingredients, and those are shared across every beverage. So those same 80 ingredients can be used to make a beer or a wine or a tea or a soda or a juice or even a cocktail. And so what the, the, the technology that we've created is we've taken those 80 ingredients and we've shrunk them down into a cartridge. We call it our ingredient cartridge. And the cartridge lasts um, about a month. And we actually use the cartridge 12 times. Uh, so it's you know great great for the environment. So you can use that for a month and before for a year, I should say, before it gets recycled again. But yeah, but the, so that's one part of the technology. And then the other part of it, that's kind of the science, science in, in a cartridge, right? And then the other part of it is the molecular And then wait, beverage. before you go on to that part, I still want to go back to the ingredients. Like yeah. give us some of the weird science. Because again, I just want to make it clear <laughs> yeah. to people, it's not coconut. Orange, oh, right. You know, like give us the weird science names of these ingredients that are inside the yeah. cartridge because it's a whole mix them up science set. You have um, ascorbic acid that kind of gives things a vitamin C, let's say. You have different flavonoids that are in there that will give uh, an oak flavor to a wine or a buttery flavor to a wine. We have those types of ingredients. We also have sugar, different types of sugar. And when actually what's interesting, Molly, is it's not just those individual ingredients too. It's actually when they're mixed together, right? When you mix an ingredient that gives something, you know, sugar and an almond ingredient, actually when you remove the sugar, sorry, when you remove the sugar, it's just almond. When you add the sugar, it actually tastes like cherry. It's the exact same ingredient. And so all we have to do is add a little bit of sugar and we then have totally changed the type of beverage. And so, yeah, that's the that's the big unlock is it's the exact same ingredient. We're just changing the amount of that ingredient to then jump from one of those beverage categories, say a beer, jumping to a wine. Right. All right. So that was step one. And then step, step two one. is the printing, I assume, right? Yeah, exactly. The yeah, printing. The printing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah. The, the magic cartridge goes into what we call a molecular beverage printer. And it's really interesting. The molecular beverage printer... The first of its kind, right? There's nothing like this in the world. And it uses proprietary dispensing technology. And it uses a, a hybrid microfluidics and pressure time dispense. Um, and what it's able to do is, and the thing is, we should keep in mind that 1%, like we're talking picoliter, like teardrop level, you know, amount of a liquid to, to change the taste. So we're talking about dispensing like the littlest, tiniest amount of a liquid. And what the molecular printer does is it'll simultaneously dispense up to up to 80 ingredients. It'll mix those with the water that's already in your home. So none of the trash associated with shipping and in, you know, in bad environmental emissions with shipping water. It'll mix those ingredients with the tap water and recreate the beverage for you right there on demand. So what's magical about the printer is it's pulling those 80 ingredients. It's actually cooling water carbonating water. Um, and if you are drinking a drink with alcohol in it, it'll actually mix alcohol, ethanol into it at the same time and dispense it in about 30 seconds. And so yeah. this isn't a device that just sits on your countertop. And this, I want to be clear, sounds bananas, but I did this and it would be one thing if it was just, I mean, you guys were very smart about this. You set up a tasting 
so that it was multiple beverages in a row. And I went from, you know, a nice cold brew, basically, to a blackberry kind of vitamin water, bright purple drink, to a clear, fizzy, grapefruit flavored sort of soda water with some additional like vitamins in there to a mimosa. All just one after the other. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like I'm, I want you guys to be able to picture this. And the good news is you'll be able to because there will be video of this all on YouTube because I went there and took some video in landscape mode. Everyone who watched the Audi video and was mad at me. Um, is it a see to believe kind of thing? It's a very experiential yeah, situation. I think, um, you know, if you can, if you say something like we can do infinite different beverages and, you know, mm-hmm. we're putting the beverage aisle on your countertop, people are like, I, what do you even mean by that? And so, to, yeah, exactly. You, know? it's, you have yeah. to see it to believe it. We're talking about the way to think about this is like, you have every beverage you need from AM in the morning with a coffee, cold brew coffee, all the way till a cocktail at night. And we can do everything in between there. And so for, yeah, when you, when you came in and you saw this, the point in showing that spectrum is that that's the range that we can do from one device, right? This is not just a one device one category of beverage is very unique because we can do all the beverage categories from one from one single device and they all taste well you 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 tell us but you know i'm biased they taste they taste really good i i am kind of a coffee snob so the coffee i think you know it's a little on the sour side it's like hipster coffee (laughs) okay we can keep we can keep working on that recipe everything else was absolutely delicious i mean it really just tasted like any beverage that you would buy that you just squirt out of this machine are you having design problems? Well, you need to check out SuperSide. It's a great alternative to old school expensive ad agencies and messy talent marketplaces. They help you get quality design at scale. SuperSide created a new category, which they call CAS internally, C-A-A-S. That's creative as a service. You basically subscribe to SuperSide and you're going to get a dedicated design team built specifically for you. And you'll have access to a platform that makes it super easy for you to request designs and have them delivered quickly. They are a fully managed service and completely hassle-free. They work with brands like Amazon, Salesforce, Shopify, as well as tons of fast-growing startups. You know, SuperSide only hires the top 1% of designers around the world and they make sure your team has a full range of capabilities for that one low SaaS fee, or I should say CAS fee. From at creative to landing pages to motion design and custom illustrations and even memes. So here's your call to action. Go check it out. Superside.com slash twist. And you're going to get 3,000 or more in credits when you sign up for an annual subscription. This is a twist exclusive. It's only valid for the next three months. Superside.com slash twist. You get 3,000 in credits when you sign up for an annual plan. Draw that bright line for us because I I think like one thing we're discovering in the age of exploring climate solutions is that some of them are non-obvious. And I feel like this is one of those ones that people don't necessarily think about. Like certainly they think about plastic bottles are kind of wasteful. But draw for us that bright line, the one-to-one about how profoundly impactful this could be on what I believe is a $2 trillion bottling industry. Yeah. And this $2 trillion beverage industry is just built on like scaled up old technology, right? This is industrial revolution stuff. And when you, when you bottle what is essentially water into containers and you ship them, you're emitting like, I think it's around 500 million metric tons of CO2. It's just ridiculous. Like that's the planes, that's the trucks, that's the the cars getting everything around. And at the same time, you're using around 400 trillion liters of water to create those those beverages. And, and what I mean by that is that's the the processing. So you got to grow the grape. You got to grow the, the the barley, the wheat, the hops, all that stuff has to be grown. And then you actually have to process it in the plant, which uses more water. It actually uses just as much as ir- irrigation to grow them. And then, then they get shipped. So you have this huge water waste, you have this huge emissions waste, and then you have this huge, as a result of the, you and I, you know, everyone consuming, we don't think about it, but you have this huge uh, uh, bottling and packaging waste. And so for us, what the, I think the way the bright line is that it's it's a kind of a one to one ratio. We're going to go have one beverage, you know, one one flavored soda, and it comes in one can, and it's used all this water, and it's emitted all this CO two, and you get one drink out of it. And what we've done is we've flipped it. Our ingredient cartridge, right, has enough ingredients in there to give you a month's worth 
of mm-hmm. beverages. And so what that does is that significantly reduces the amount of, of packaging waste. And like I said before, we use the ingredient cartridge 12 times. You actually send it back to us. So it's, it's, it's not just a month. We're saving a year's worth of, of waste. Right. Um, and then at the same time, a year's worth of all the water that would get used to create the, the beverages. So very significant impact using this, what we call like a decentralized model where we've essentially got everything you need to make a beverage in your home. And we, to get you the ingredients you need to create all these different beverages requires just a fraction, a fraction of our natural resources. Yeah. When I think about climate investments, I, um, I try to apply the filter of systems, gigatons, or behavior. And this one kind of has all three, yeah. it seems like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're cha- well, I think of it this too, is like we're changing the system. And when we've done some rough math, it's about a half a gigaton of, yeah. of CO2. If you're talking about gigaton of CO2, that's about, if we are you know broadly adopt across, adopted across that $2 trillion industry, it's about a gigaton a year, half a gigaton, sorry, a year that we could we could remove. Yep. That's significant. Not millions of tons. People are still talking about millions of tons. So if you are in the gigaton range, you're already you're already hitting that mark. So we are talking today uh, as you're announcing pre-orders for Canna. Give us the the kind of breakdown. How can people get this? How big is this doohickey? How much is it going to cost? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, okay, so Canna.com, right? Go to Canna.com. Uh, this fits on your countertop. This device looks amazing. It looks like it's from the future, but it should fit and it fits in your, on your counter now. It's beautiful brushed aluminum. Uh, we chose that because it's recyclable, highly recyclable as well. Um, and it's got a beautiful seven inch touch screen on the front that allows you to select all your beverages. Comes with an awesome mobile app. Um, but you go to Canada.com. And so what we're doing now is we're taking reservations. And so the first 10,000 reservations. Uh, the reservations are $99. The first 10,000 get you the device for $499. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then mm-hmm. after the first 10,000, the price goes up to $799. And we'll be shipping in uh, mid 23. So this is the, this is the founder's edition that we're, we're looking to get to people. And gotcha. so, yeah. Yeah. So what's really novel about it is the reservation price gets your spot in line. And then the four ninety nine, the device shows up. The cartridges are free. All the cartridges show up automatically. That's kind of the magic of this too. I mean, we're asking people to take a pretty big step with us. Mm-hmm. So we want the experience to be like, I call it like a f- perfectly round, round tripped experience where you don't even have to think about any of the steps because we're asking people to change a habit now that they have about going to the grocery store or going to wherever to get their drinks. And so we've thought about everything. All the cartridges auto ship to your home based on your usage, not just based on a timer where things, boxes stack up, you know, you go on vacation, boxes stack up. That's not us. Things show up exactly when you need them. And you pay per use at the device, mm. per drink. And our target is that those drinks per drink should cost about 25% to 30% less than what they would cost you at the grocery store. And then you just have a credit card in the system, basically. Yeah. And you get sort of a monthly charge based on your consumption? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's right. Yep. Um, and then when you say at the grocery store, like a glass of wine would be broken out. It's not, you know, it'd be like, not that this is a passion point here, but like, what might that pricing look like for drinks that we don't think of as a per dispensation? Yeah. yeah think of like, amount. yeah, like sparkling water, let's say that's about 29 for us. That's 29 cents. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a store, that's going to cost you a dollar, 99 cents. Right. And then on the other end of the spectrum, so like a premium cocktail for from Canada, that's a dollar ninety nine. You know, and if you go to you know you get a re- an RTD or a ready to drink cocktail in a can, that's easily three dollars, yeah. right? And so, um, and then if you were to you know, we don't even compare or ourselves. Fifteen at that stupid bar where it takes forever for them to make it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So significantly less than going to a, a bar or restaurant, but you know we're we're trying to really compete with that beverage aisle, and so we want to be cheaper than than or more affordable than what's in the beverage aisle and i think the reason why is we're taking an, a, a very different approach than most i think like cutting edge hardware companies is they usually come out with a really premium product that has a premium price and there's no problem with that right there's people like me like oh, cool like I'll, I'll take a premium electric car when it first comes out because i really want that but we're trying to go for mass adoption so we want the price to be as low as possible 
both per drink and for the device so that we can get mass adoption as quickly as possible. And the more drinks that are served from Canna, the bigger impact we can have on on reducing the environmental waste. And so that's the goal is get it priced at the, so that as many people as possible can get one of these at their, in their home. I want to ask you about your other potential big revenue stream, which is partnerships. Like Canna is not just a molecular beverage printer. It's a platform for beverage creators, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, you, well, yeah, you were in here, right? We talked about that. We talked about- um, I heard the, some of the songs. It yeah. plays It plays little songs. Yeah, the, the Molly the Molly Margarita. Um, the Molly Margarita. Could the be Batanka. a future, that's the my, Batanka, that's, could yeah, be a future totally. state. Um, <laughs> so yeah, think of Canna at the end of the day, what we've created is a, a beverage creation platform. Yep. And what we're hoping to do is invite any creators onto our platform. And so- We'll have a, a couple at launch and we have a couple that are, you know, that we're saving for later on. So we have about a dozen so far. And think of this as like very non-traditional uh, partners. These aren't your big beverage brands. These are the YouTube star that's known for doing something amazing in their field. And they have a couple million followers. They're really interested in what that person's doing. Let's enable them as a creator to make a beverage that, that you know, really aligns with their followers. We also have, we have some beverage brands, more, we look for more like emerging cutting edge rebel brands that want to partner with us and really are mission aligned. And then we even have stuff. We even have some partners that are organizations, nonprofits. Let's help them with their nonprofit as well as them helping with us. And what we do is they come on to the platform. We provide free of cost, all the services needed to create a a brand. So if we did the Molly uh, Margarita, we would, you come on, we'd help you create your brand, create the beverage, no cost. And we just split the revenue on our platform. And so as people are ordering that drink, um, you get to share in some of that, in some of that revenue. Have you determined what the split is yet? Roughly. Yeah. We're still working on it. Um, yeah. We're still working on it. It's, it's early days, but um, we have a rough idea. I think we're trying to make it as I, I want to create owners. Like we want to create bev- like honestly beverage brand owners. And so how can we give them the, m- the most advantage possible? And so I think this will be an opportunity. The way we're thinking about the revenue is, is very unlike what uh, it's very generous in comparison, I think, to what most people are, are used to. Um, it's super fast. We can turn these beverage brands in about two months. So this is like, you know, someone who's busy, someone who's a creator, you know, someone who's super busy, we can turn all this for them in about two months and, we can get it from concept to a cup is what we call it. Concept to cup. So have someone drink out of it in about two months. With some branding and some on-screen display, because we should say there's a little, again, this video will probably be playing if you're watching the podcast on Spotify or something like that. There's a touch screen where you can customize aspects of the drink, but also see graphics and hear music. And are you saying that you will help create those brand experiences in-house? Yeah, absolutely. For these yeah, yeah, we have a full uh, partner development team. Think of it as, and I think one of the one of the take one of our takes is that that marketing and brands have totally shifted. It's not a a big brand that's static talking to many people. It's now shifted right with TikTok and YouTube. It's it's one to one or it's millions to millions. And I think what we're taking that and saying, how do we apply that to beverages? And so. So we're going to create all the assets, all of the, the beverage for the, for the partner. But all of those assets are alive. These are like, you know, you saw, right? You saw on the screen, these are videos. These could be introductions from the partner themselves. Um, they have, it's very interactive. There's music, there's audio, um, there's motion. And so our goal is to actually contrast so sharply against this monolithic, just like, you know, kind of faceless and nameless brands that you see in your beverage aisle now, we're the complete opposite. We want to be alive, give faces, give names to beverage brands. And that's really exciting for for creators. And I think it's really exciting for people that are getting drinks too, right? It's really, really interesting to learn about a beverage actually from a person, you know, in your house and get an idea of what you're going to drink and maybe even something you could pair it with, you know, in the future, someone could suggest a, a, a something to eat it with. It's great. It's also, I love the idea of like beverage sommeliers, basically, <laughs> to being like, you should totally try this with Funyuns or, um, <laughs> that was a unfair YouTuber assu- set of assumptions right there, Funyuns. It would actually probably more likely be like, you should pale, 
you know, pair this with kale and tofu. Anyway, uh, I'm just on a tour to like offend every YouTuber. Um, <laughs> what I also like about that concept, though, and when you see that screen and you see that interactivity and the fact that you can add or subtract sugar or put different nutrients in or add some caffeine or take it away, that there also could be that level of creativity in your house. Like we sort of think of a <laughs> silly us. We think of a beverage as a static item whose ingredients are fixed by the company that brought it to us. But it seems like you're describing a future where I have an app and I can invent my own beverages, whether or not I choose to share them. Yeah. There's two, there's two levels here. Yeah. There's the very specific like partner team and we help them craft something from scratch. And then there's, um, I think what you have seen in say, like, like, like Starbucks is successful because they created like a bazillion versions of coffee and everyone's got their own version when they go into coffee, right? It's they're into Starbucks. It's like the double mochaccino with whip on top with like caramel and it's like specific to you. And then they write your name on it. And it's like, yeah. there's a biz- like, that's why they're successful. I don't think it's because like people are going in there and like, I love doing my, my work from here. It's because they get something that's personalized to them. And so with Canna, because you have all those ingredients on board, um, and because we actually have added very unique ingredients like vitamins uh, to our to that cartridge, we actually let people customize the amount of uh, ingredients in their beverage. So, so one thing, actually, one surprise that you didn't get to do uh, when you came in was we actually, um, yeah, sorry, sorry, not cool, man. <laughs> yeah, not cool, I know. <laughs> it was, uh, was we actually can adjust the flavor intensity. So you can mm. say, say, so we, we gave you the tour of the, it was a grapefruit seltzer that we poured, right? And so we could turn the grapefruit up. And at the same time, you can adjust the sugar up, down. You could put alcohol in, take alcohol out. You can even adjust the amount of alcohol, like a double or a single. Um, you can actually even put vitamins in. So we have a wellness shot, uh, a um, an energy shot. So you can start to put these mixtures together in very non-traditional ways. But that's just like what Starbucks did. That's why people got really, really like used to that is that hyper personalization. And so that doesn't exist anywhere. It's not going to exist anywhere. And we're essentially unlocking that in your home for any beverage you want. And then instantly we save that. Um, as you saw, we save it. And that just shows up on the screen next time you come in. Hey, you, you looks like you had this. We make recommendations based on, you know, your previous preferences and we just serve it up again. And it's your perfect, your perfect blend every single time. And I think in the future, there'll be a point where everybody could be a creator. So then the, you know, my individual beverage or your individual beverage, you could actually release that out to the community and potentially become a beverage creator yourself. What's the big vision for what is possible with the science down the road? I mean, (laughs) what is possible? Not to take away from what is already (laughs) possible, which is remarkable. But I wonder how you see, I mean, this is potentially such a sea change in so many things enabled by some relatively recent technology breakthroughs, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah, after we give people any beverage anytime, right, for, you know, significantly <laughs> less cost and for reducing. What have you done for me lately, ways, though? <laughs> yeah. So after we're, we master that and we, we knock that out of the park and we make the experience automatically send you the cartridges you want and we recycle them 12 times. No pressure, no pressure. Um, And you literally turn water into wine. After that, though, what cool thing are you going to do? After that, think of what we've created. uh, So one is just like pulling back. Our vision is food and beverage. I think Canna long-term, what we our mission, right? That environmental aspect of of it, uh, reducing waste, water waste, uh, that applies to a lot of different categories, right? And I think what we've created or the technology we've created is very legible, uh, leverageable and scalable. So mm-hmm. we can do what we've created is essentially a liquid, uh, a liquid uh, printer. So think any, any liquids. And it starts to get really interesting when you step away just from beverages to different types of liquids. So in the future, you could imagine household goods, perfumes, soaps, anything like that. Not from the same device, obviously, a separate right. device, but it would have really but have shampoo, a huge shampoo, yeah. everything like that is open yeah. to us. And what's even crazier is the same technology can be used for solid state dispense as well. And so we start to get into all kinds of different beverages, but we start to get into food. And I think what eventually happens with us is 
the same way that um, 3D printing evolved from massive $100,000 3D printers that took up like the entire, you know, part of your room. And now they just sit on a countertop. The same thing will happen with, say, beverage and food creation. I mean, ours sits on the countertop, but we'll be able to create food from a device that sits on your countertop and do solid state. And that technology, you know, evolution for what we're creating is we're really just at the starting point of it. And I think yeah. that's where we'll end up. That's where we'll end up in in a future state. I would, yeah, I'd say you know, food, food for sure. Um, beverages with proteins in them, beverages with THC in them. There's all kinds of things that we could we could start to do. How do you think about on that note? Actually, how do you think about yourselves as a platform for what is essentially some kind of content? You know, like there may be things that you end up sort of accidentally endorsing that you didn't mean to, or sort. we talked already about parental controls, um, which are a pretty obvious <laughs> great thing that you're already planning for in terms of like my kid can't walk up to it and be like, beer me. Um, <laughs> but it is, it can be a little dicey. To, it's We keep saying on the show that everything is content and all content is moderation. And I wonder how you're thinking about that in the future. Again, we're jumping ahead like a million steps because first, this thing has to end up on the countertop. But yeah, it has to. It's always good to think in advance about what could go wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, you want to. <laughs> there's a there's a risk based approach to everything. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you mentioned two things there, but yeah, the the um, for us, we look at it and say this is we want it to be an open we want it to be an open platform, right? We but we definitely want to curate. Um, and so we're still figuring out where that line is for us, mm -hmm. but I think right now that's why we've created that, that partner team so that we can figure out how to keep things on the, you know, in the right cure in kind of curated in the right way. And so, um, so yeah, we don't want people in, you know, unknowingly endorsing things. I think there's just some basic tenants that you'd follow there, like hyper transparency, just be like super transparent with everything that's going on, right. make it super easy to understand the beverages I'm ordering or what that partner's about, you know, make sure that that's fully open. And I think once you do that and you create transparency, people can make, you know, can make really good decisions for themselves. So that's kind of how, you know, early days, but that's kind of how we're thinking about it. Yeah, totally. Um, and then just to sum up before I have a few more big qu picture questions, but just to sum up, what we are talking about here is the end of single use bottles as we know them. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. I mean, we're going to, we could have a massive impact. You know, we're doing a, a, some analysis now to figure out exactly what that is. But like I mentioned, we're essentially being able to give people a month's worth of bed beverages from one cartridge. And you, you saw it, right? It's, this is like, this is like a, the size of a ream of paper. This is a very small thing in comparison. Mm -hmm. And you can use the cartridge, that a, not the yeah, whole, the cartridge. we should yeah, say, yeah. not the whole machine, not which is more machine. like a microwave, maybe taller. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like maybe like if a micro microwave were turned vertically. Turned vertical. Yeah. This it's, um, it's, it fits on any countertop. It fits underneath, you know, it's, it's about 15 inches tall, uh, 17 inches deep and about 16 inches wide. Right. And so that sits on almost any countertop based on the height of cupboards and stuff. And you don't even need to put it underneath a cupboard. You can put it somewhere else. So really tall. I think eventually though, like any technology, it gets faster, it gets smaller, right? And it's going to get cheaper. So right now I think you're at the starting line, but it, it just looks amazing in your home, right? It's a real showpiece. That's the, one of the things we wanted it to, to feel like. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's clear that like this will evolve to a place where it's probably like right now, the way I think, I think it was, it's good, maybe like a toaster oven size. Mm -hmm. um, and then it'll evolve to a toaster. Right. Wow. That'll be crazy. And the one you see in the video, just so uh, viewers are aware, is a little bigger. That's a prototype. Yeah, yeah it's bigger. bigger than the one that it's going to yeah. be. It has the dimensions I just mentioned. Um, it's mm -hmm. a prototype. It's uh, our prototype 1.5, actually, is, is what we call it. Um, and um, it's uh, it's the form factor. It's the look. It's got everything on there is the way that we're going to we're going to ship ship the product and uh but like i said it'll it'll eventually continue to iterating and get smaller yep how do you think about the economic impact of the change that you're proposing I, it's not your responsibility but it's also like a two trillion dollar industry a lot of truckers right a lot of packers yeah i think yeah there's some fundamental changes i mean there's a there's a ways to prepare go. for it. It sounds like, right? Yeah, like, yeah, get ready guys. This thing is yeah. launching today. <laughs> yeah. It's the same as any breakthrough product that happens in a category, right? It's going to start small. It's going to have 
the, a really positive impact for the people that are, that are, you know, that are going to join the mission with us, join the journey with us. And I think it'll take a little bit of time for the industry to wrap their head around it. Although I'll admit like they're, they're trying to figure some of this stuff out. I mean, there's, we're not the first countertop in home beverage device. I mean, there's some companies out there that have played around with this and I bet they're playing around with it for the same reason. They just have, I think have tacked in a different way, which is fine. But yeah, I mean, disruption is, is somewhat inevitable when you're, you know, when you're trying to make something that's going to be better. And it just so happens that this industry, the infrastructure hasn't evolved in, you know, a thousand years essentially. And so it just happens that it's coming now, but there's, there, you know, we're still going to, um, you know, there'll still it just be a different type of revenue. Any, anyone can come on our platform and create a beverage and potentially there's revenue right there. Yep. How did you end up at Canna? You were a VP at Vivint, right? Smart Home? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I was at Vivint Smart Home. So my, my background is essentially, you know, building and scaling hardware and software businesses. So kind of living at this intersection of hardware and software and mostly like emerging, emerging ideas. And so I was at Vivint and um, I ran their camera and video uh, team business unit within Vivint. And we were on the bleeding edge of smart home cameras, right? When, when those came out and we actually did it as a, they did it as a service. And so I came to Canada because I saw a lot of the same, like really positive fundamental, like business aspects to Canada. It's a consumables business. There's um, there's great benefit for the customer. They're getting something that's high value. They're getting it for a lower price point. Like that's fantastic for customers. And then also similar to Vivint, we're doing something that's so like like completely different than what is out there in the industry now. And at the time, Vivint was doing smart home as a service versus buying one cool you know thermostat and putting it on your wall. We were providing the whole service, and that's that's a round trip experience. I call it where like mm-hmm. everything is really dialed in. You just walk away like, Whoa, did they just delivered my system and installed it and all these things. The same thing with Canna, you know, that's why I showed up here is because that round trip experience is so attractive to me to figure out how to just make someone's life way easier, massive convenience and save as much time as possible. So, um, and doing it in a way that actually has a really significant impact on, you know, on our environment. So, yeah. So I came from Vivint because I saw those two aspects, really killer, awesome, magical experience. And this idea that, hey, the business is actually fundamentally sound. I want to ask you about what it's like to be part of a company within the production board, which is such a unique entity all by itself. But I do feel like I have to do my duty and say, what can't Canna produce right now? Like oh. there are some minor limitations that will be worked out when it ships or will so, be coming like you know what what will we be waiting for in the future still yeah a few a few things to to be clear on yeah so it won't do it can't do hot beverages right now mm-hmm. right um and uh you know that's in the works though we can you know that's a that's a gen 2 thing most of the beverages that get drank at home are cold beverages in bottles and cans anyways, right? It's not necessarily warm beverages. And so that actually is really good for us to, again, to reduce the, 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 the environmental impact. So it's actually really great for us, but it won't do hot at the beginning. Um, and it won't, it, it's really tough. Like, so the amount of liquid that we're talking about dispensing here, this Pico liter, that's like one, one millionth of, or one, one billionth of a liter. And so when you have something suspended in there, so a protein or something like a, like a pulp that you would find in like a juice, it sometimes can get stuck. And so we've steered a little bit clear of any beverages that have that in them. Now we can recreate the exact same taste. So mm-hmm. when you tasted the mimosa, right, it's like that's orange juice. It just right. doesn't quite. It look. looks more like tang and champagne, but it tastes like orange juice and champagne. Yeah. yeah. So there's a few things we can't do. Those are all things though, that we, you know, we already, you know, we iron out as we, as we go, but, um, but that's it. Those are the only. No really milk. Two. Yeah. yeah no know. milk. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No milk. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, there's not just milk. You have to have about four different types of milk as well um, to serve customers across. Right. Oat right. and almond and whatever, you know, regular. And so that, that those thicker, those protein based beverages, we, we, we still got to master those, but that's, that's about the ex- extent to the limits. Um, and then finally, yeah. Tell me about incubating, building, creating a company within the production board alongside side Dave Friedman with kind of these different incentives. Like obviously the goal is to make money and build a real business, um, but not necessarily with the expectation of venture scale returns. 
Um, is that accurate or not? Well, uh, I, well, if what's depend, your understanding? My understanding is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, so, no, I have to make all the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, li like, I think people should always think like, without a margin, there's no mission, and that just happens to be the reality of of things. I think, right? That I didn't, I didn't make those rules, but that's what I believe. But I think, in terms of working with the production board, Dave is one of the first, and it's a very refreshing type of interaction where he, you know, I think he walks the walk. He says. No, those things don't matter right now. The, this thing needs to exist. And it, it, the reason why it needs to exist is because of what it can do. Let's just make that happen. Focus on all those things. And he's been a great thought partner and a great leader, actually, in trying to push us to really just stay focused there. Because, you know, as a CEO founding a company, you know, limited resources, you're just trying to, you know, manage things correctly, hire at the right pace. And he's like, no, let's go make this a reality. So actually my experience working with the production board has been, been fantastic. And I should also say too, it's not just Dave, like Bharat Vasan has been, you know, who's Dave's kind of Batman is Dave, his Dave's Robin is just like kind of a, a silent, you know, he, he's, he's back there providing a ton of support. And both of them are like, just like big brain thinkers, bold thinking. And so it's been really good to have them push and provide tailwinds with, just like really fresh ideas and they're not worried about our, you know, our runway. And they're not worried about these things that I think most found, like most CEOs would have, would get tripped up on. Um, and they're there at like a moment's call at any time, you know, when it's like, you know, I want to try we have a big problem. They're happy to, to have a jam session and figure it out. So it's been great. I think the other thing that's good about TPB too, is I've been able to plug into some other CEOs that are maybe one or two steps ahead um, and, uh, be able to pick their brain and understand, you know, how, how do they overcome hurdles? How do they deal with this? And so, um, they, yeah, TPB has been a fantastic partner pretty much on every aspect, I think of, of being a CEO. You know, one thing to throw at you too, is you, I think one thing that's always fun is, um, when you're on the podcast is, uh, the origins of Canna. Great. Tell us about the, yeah, the name. So Canna, I always, this is always a quiz. I ask people, I'm like, do you know why we called it Canna? And so um, this is another Dave Freeberg uh, uh, idea. So Canna is the city in, in biblical history where uh, Jesus turned water into wine. And so. Of course it is. Exactly. Yeah. So back. Of course when, it is. When he's. I think Freeberg and Jason, I'm remembering this. I think they that. did talk about it on the podcast, but it's important. You know, people don't hear every episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great, it's, I think it's a great thing. It's a, keeps us, you know, keeps our, our, our heads in the right spot. We're trying to, you know, make magic one, one glass at a time, essentially. I mean, no, I was a little, as I told you, I was a little disappointed. I didn't get to try the wine because you think, because it's only a 92 <laughs> yeah. on the one to a hundred wine spectator scale. And you really wanted to be like a 97 or a 98 before I could try it. And I was like, 92 is well within my parameters <laughs> of wine that I will buy yeah. at the store. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's not there. We have a pretty rigorous process. Actually, a lot of our beverages beat out the competition. We send them external. So we have our own internal process. We have an external process where we send it out to uh, food labs through the U S and they test it with consumers on our, you know, on our behalf, but we're hands off. And they've actually asked us, like, what are you doing over there with your creating your beverages? We don't have beverages usually score this high compared to what's commercially available. And so, yeah, if you're familiar with the wine spectator list, we want to get into that 94, 95 range and we're just at the 92 range. And so there's a little more tweaking to go. But when we break that barrier, I'd love to have you back. Um, oh, and, I'll be back uh, in an Uber. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do not drive down. I was like, I can't yeah. have that much mimosa because I drove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Anyone who comes in when they do a, a walkthrough, we got to make sure we, we oh, we'll, I'll, we'll call the Uber, but yeah, Great. we'll invite you back. You will have such fun tasting parties. Like you can have a bunch of sommelier, like oh, it'll be amazing. My, the board meetings are become way easier because we're just going to gather around the canna, have a couple, couple drinks and everyone will be really lucid and I can, you know, it'll be a much, much. Get. Easy whatever, every decision you want. <laughs> yeah. Green light, green light. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, excellent. I look forward to wine tasting day in Redwood City. Matt Mahara, CEO of Canna, launching for pre-orders today at canna.com. Congratulations. We are excited to be here at the birth of this revolution. <laughs> We're well, Thank you very much for having us. This is great. Yeah. I'm excited for everyone to come join us on the, on the mission where uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Hey everyone, producer Nick here. I want to tell you about the SaaS syndicate. If you're a founder of a SaaS company with a product and market, our investment team wants to talk to you. Head over to thesyndicate.com slash SaaS 
SAAS to apply to raise from the SaaS syndicate. And you can join Jason's syndicate of over 9,000 accredited investors at thesyndicate.com. Producer Justin here. No cool startup? Check out OpenScouting.com, where anyone can refer a startup to our investment team here at launch. Even if you don't know the founder, if you're the first to flag a company for us and we decide to invest, you'll get 5K in cash or 10% of our carry. Hey everybody, producer Rachel here. Are you an early stage startup that has product and market, some traction, and are looking to raise at least $500,000? Apply today to Remote Demo Day for your chance to pitch to over 9,000 investors in Jason's syndicate. Submit your application at remotedemoday.com. Our next event is on April 27th. And if you want to learn how to invest in startups from the world's greatest angel investor, and no, we're not talking about Chris Saka, then head to angel.university to apply. The four-hour workshop costs $300 and all proceeds are donated to charity. To date, we've donated over $175,000 to various charities, and you can see the full list at angel.university charity. 